This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. This is our preview of the upcoming match on Saturday. Fulham on the road to face Bournemouth. This should be an interesting match. And a match I have serious confidence in Fulham can get something out of it. And dare I say, get all three points. I'll be sharing my thoughts on that in just a bit. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other Fulham supporters Find us. Just want to mention also, if you do listen on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a review. That helps as well. And a rating. Thank you very much for all of that. Before I get into the show, I want to give a huge thank you to all the phone supporters that have reached out to me in regards to my co-worker and very good friend, Alicia. She actually, a few weeks ago, had surgery for thyroid cancer. I had a thyroid taken out and uh, she at this moment is cancer free. So, so thank you very much for everyone's support. She is uh, recovering and I hope that she's going to make a full recovery. And, uh, but I want to thank all the phone supporters that have reached out to me on her behalf. She's a wonderful person and uh, I'm lucky to call her a friend. So thank you everyone that has uh, reached out to me for my friend and coworker, Alicia. Okay, so let's get to the show. And before we preview this match, it's going to be about a 15 to 20 minute show. And I will have a few post-match shows, but this is a quick preview show. Before we get into previewing Bournemouth and Fulham, I do want to talk about some things that have been lingering on. And those involve Marco Silva and, of course, Alexander Mitrovic. So let's start with Marco Silva. I found this interesting when Marco was at his presser, he was talking about that he was expecting, I'm paraphrasing, to be on the touchline. That was the plan. And reportedly, Marco Silva will be on the touchline for Fulham against Bournemouth. This is according to the uh, Bournemouth Echo. And the reason being is that, again, according to this article, that Marco has asked for a meeting with the FA about his uh, 
situation. So that is the reason why there's no ban and why he is expected to be on the touchline for Fulham against Bournemouth. This is obviously good news. Rather have Marco out there, but uh, this is still hanging over him. And uh, I think it's fair for him to have his say. And so we'll see how this all plays out with Marco Silva. But that's one of the items before the match that we're going to be talking about. I just mentioned that on the show just now, but let's uh, see what happens once Marco meets with the FA. The other person that's going to be dealing with the FA is Alexander Mitrovic. And what was interesting, if you read and listened to me talk about the apology from Alexander Mitrovic from the statement from Fulham Football Club, he talked about that he was accepting the three-match ban. Well, that might not be it. That might not be the end of the story. And uh, I'm going to share a story that is actually on The Athletic right now. And it is entitled, Football Association Under Pressure Over Length of Alexander Mitrovic's Red Card Ban. So I'm going to read from this. I'm going to comment on the situation. So here's from the article from Daniel Taylor. Alexander Mitrovic's disciplinary hearing will take place on Monday with a foam striker facing the possibility of an extended ban and, in turn, the Football Association likely to come under pressure to explain why a string of similar incidents have gone unpunished over a 20-year period. Mitrovic has been charged with misconduct after pushing referee Chris Kavanaugh during Fulham's FA Cup quarterfinal defeat at Manchester United two weekends ago. Mitrovic has apologized for the incident and accepted a three-match ban. However, the Serbia international believes he should not be treated disproportionately when a number of incidents involving high-profile players from the Premier League clubs have not resulted in any form of disciplinary action. The rules governing these decisions are likely to come under increased scrutiny. One example shows Joe Hart, then at Manchester City, leaning his forehead into referee Michael Oliver during a Manchester derby in 2014 and appearing to make contact with the official. Hart was not penalized and the FA took no action. I'm going to stop right there. There are other examples as well. So this makes the hearing on Monday for Mitro very interesting. I understand that the FA are going to be under pressure to increase the ban. I get that. But there is precedent of the FA not doing anything with the one I just mentioned, that example, and there are several others. So we're going to have to see how this all plays out because the FA have a difficult decision on their hands when they decide on the punishment to go above and beyond the three-match ban for Mitrovic because it will set a precedent. It absolutely will. This will not be the end of it. There are going to be other situations. So what they give Mitrovic will affect other players moving forward. So we're going to have to wait and see how this all plays out. And uh, I have a feeling it's going to be more than the three-match ban. We'll have to see how many matches there are. But their decision... The FA's decision will affect the Premier League possibly for years to come when it comes to disciplinary actions, when it comes to players dealing with the referee. So this is going to be an interesting 
situation on Monday, and uh, I will comment on that once we find out how many matches Alexander Mitrovic ultimately gets for his actions at Old Trafford. Right now, it sits at three. It could be more. Okay. So let's move on. That's now talking about what's lingering with Fulham, with Mitrovic and Silva. But let's talk about the match and let's talk about Bournemouth. And I have nothing against Bournemouth. Let's just say that I didn't like, obviously, the time that Scott Parker was there. But before then, I had no issues with Bournemouth. And they kind of went through the same thing we've gone through. I, I feel like Bournemouth and Fulham are more similar than they are different. Small clubs fighting to stay in the Premier League. Fulham are going to be in the Premier League. We're going to have to see what happens with Bournemouth. But uh, I will say this. I do like their supporters. They have some wonderful podcasts, some wonderful videos. Big shout out to Back of the Net. They do a wonderful job. So there's a part of me that wants Bournemouth to stay in the league because of the guys I've actually interacted with, with Back of the Net good guys and, and the supporters have been nothing but nice to me personally. So I have nothing bad to really say about Bournemouth. I think we both supporter bases have dealt with Scott Parker and come out the other end. And uh, we'll see what happens to Bournemouth because they are fighting a relegation battle, but they're hanging in there. So they do have some dangerous players as well. And, and Fulham are going to have to really watch out for and, I think it has to start with Dominic Solanke, who has become a foam killer with his goals. But it's not just him. Billing is another dangerous player. Tavernier, if he's fit to play, is a player to watch out for. They have several players to really watch out for on the break. This is a team that can beat Fulham on the break, and that's a concern going into this match because I expect Fulham to have the majority of the ball. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be in control of the game because this team can be dangerous when they are breaking against Fulham. So this is a concern. They do have a good amount of pace. I just talked about Solanke and Billing, and those are two players that actually concern me in this match. We'll see what happens. So let's move on, and let's talk about key players for Fulham in this match. And when I look at it, I expect Fulham to play a 4-2-3-1 matching up against this team. And I think it's vital for Fulham to get control of the match and really just take it to Bournemouth. So I'm looking at two central midfielders as being key in this match. I think this is where the match is going to be won or lost. So I'm going to put it on Jao Polina and Harrison Reed. If they're doing their job, I've always said this, everything else flows from Paulina, but I'll also say from Reed. It starts with Paulina, but then it goes to Reed, and then everything flies off that. If they're doing their job and they can open up the play down the wings, and that's where Fulham want to be. They want to get their fullbacks barnstorming forward and then setting up their wingers. And I expect Min or Solomon to start. And I said that wrong, it's Minor Solomon, along with Bobby Decadover Reed. But it really is going to be the play of central midfield setting up, I want to say Fulham's fullbacks bombing forward. And a difference in this match from the first time that they played, Kenny Tete should be playing in this match to go along with Anthony Robinson. In the last matchup, you had Bobby Decadova-Reed playing. So that's 
one difference in this match. Obviously, Alexander Mitrovic played against Bournemouth. He will not be in this match, and I expected Carlos Vinicius to be playing for him. So let's talk about how does Fulham win this match against Bournemouth. And I think I've already spelled it out pretty much. It really is going to be about putting the pressure on Bournemouth and not allowing them to take advantage of Fulham on the break. They have to get control. And the problem Fulham are going to have, and they do have, is that they can be left exposed on the counterattack, and they're going to have to be solid here. And it's funny, I was just watching the highlights back of the last match, and I saw Dominic Solanke taking advantage of Tim Ream, and that's probably going to be part of their strategy. They're going to want to take advantage of Solanke's speed against someone like Tim Ream, and uh, I would do that too. But the thing is, we do have a protector there, and I think the difference for Fulham really is going to be Jao Polina. If he is doing his job, I think Fulham will be okay with the counterattack of AFC Bournemouth. I, I do think that he is the key. He is really the protector of the back four in central midfield. He's a true defensive midfielder. I think he's going to be massive in this match. He is my number one key player. And for me, Fulham win this match with him basically controlling the play. I, I think it's going to come down to playing central midfield, controlling the play, and dare I say, getting the first goal. I think that's going to be key. So coming up next to end this quick episode, I'm going to share what I think is going to be the starting 11, and then I'm going to share my prediction for this match. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, to end the show, I'm going to share what I believe is going to be the starting of, and this is what I think Marco is going to do. In that, it's going to be Bern Leno. Kenny Tete, your right back. Anthony Robinson, your left back. Diop and Reem as your center backs. In the middle of the pitch, it's going to be Paulinha, Reed, and then it's going to be Pereira. On the right, it's going to be Menor Solomon. I truly believe it's going to be Menor Solomon. And on the left, it's going to be Bobby Decadover Reed with Vinicius up front. I think that is still a very good starting 11. Could we possibly see Harry Wilson? Could we possibly even see Dan James? It's funny, Dan James actually played against uh, Bournemouth the last time. Could we see that? That would be a little bit of an upset for me. I think Marco is going to go with Bobby Decadover-Reed as, as your player on the right and Menor Solomon, your player on the left. And I think that's pretty good. I do. I, I think that's pretty good. I think Fulham have enough to win this match. I also want to say 
Another key for Fulham is to score a goal off of a set piece. Put this team under pressure. Create as many set piece opportunities as you can because uh, that's been a strength of Fulham. So that's another way Fulham can win this match is to create as many set piece opportunities as possible and score on them. So that's going to lead to my prediction for this match. It's interesting. I watched back of the net, a show that I have a lot of respect for. I have a lot of respect for the hosts of this show. Tom and Sam did a great job previewing the match. They both predicted a Bournemouth victory. Tom predicted 1-0. Sam predicted 2-0. And I understand why they're going with that. I understand why they feel this way. They're at home. They need the three points. But the reason why I'm going to pick Fulham is what has transpired over the past couple of weeks. Fulham, I think, are going to come together and are going to win several matches, partially because of this us-versus-them mentality that I think they are going to get from that match at Old Trafford. From all that that happened, I think that is going to bring this team together. I've seen it with other teams that I follow. I expect it to happen with Fulham. This is a tight-knit group from everything that I've heard. They play for each other. They play as a team. I think they are certainly going to pick up the slack without Mitrovic. And I think they have more than enough in the tank to score two goals. That's why I'm going with a 2-0 victory for Fulham. I'm not going 2-1. to one. I'm not going 3-1. to one. I'm going for a clean sheet and a 2-0 victory. That's my prediction. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. As always, I really do appreciate everyone that watches and listens to the show. And also, please, as always, subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other phone supporters find us. As I mentioned before I go, we will have a few shows, post-match shows of this match. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. My name is Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, now part of the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute. And all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.